You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to Jetpacks are overrated. Welcome back to another Jetpacks Are Overrated. I'm Seamus Byrne. This is a tech show about practical and pragmatic technology and all the wonderful things we can do with stuff when we really put it to work. I am having a conversation this week with Michaela Ledwidge from Mod Films. They are a really cool virtual production studio here in Australia. Now, I use the phrase virtual. Uh, It is... I guess somewhat how they would describe themselves, but it is also a really cool part about Michaela's long-term commitment to VR and AR and XR, extended reality type concepts. But the application that we're talking about today is actually a really cool project that they have done in conjunction with another Australian studio called Electric Lens Company, and then star of Spinal Tap and The Simpsons, Harry Shearer, who has actually been releasing a whole bunch of songs on YouTube where he performs as Donald Trump in an album called The Many Moods of Donald Trump. It is political satire. It is given Harry Shearer's pedigree. It is just got that kind of classic, quirky, old school comedy vibe to it. Uh, But what they've done in collaboration with Mod and Electric Lens is actually to do this full deep fake motion-captured Harry Shearer performance that then becomes this rather uncanny performance uh, of Donald Trump. And look, it's a fascinating tech. They managed to direct the whole thing from here in Australia with just some people over in his studio. So we talk about the production work, of course, how they met Harry in the first place, uh, and the use of all this technology and what it means for actually a really small team to be able to collaborate with someone like that over in Hollywood. And the kinds of projects that become more and more possible thanks to uh, access to this kind of technology. So it's a really interesting conversation. I mean, especially applicable uh, to the fact that everyone's been in lockdown and the potential of this kind of production uh, is just completely fascinating given the opportunities it's been able to unlock. So uh, I started this conversation with Michaela by asking that basic question on how they got together with Harry Shearer to create this with an Australian set of virtual production companies. So... We've—I don't know if you know the Japanese Kuritsu model, where um, behind all of these whale companies like Toyota and Mitsubishi and uh, 
you know, Sony, you've got this flotilla of smaller companies that kind of work within that ecosystem and they kind of loosely bind to do bigger jobs and yeah, right. they become big companies. So that's been kind of our, I mean, we're, we're 10 years old now and we've, yeah. you know, the reason we're still in business partly because we, we do that Karitsu model of, you know, we have our, there's some things we don't do and there's some things that we tip, we always partner with the other companies to support. And so the, sim- the story is that um, Harry Shearer was in town to play the Opera House the day before they closed the border. Oh, yeah, right. week, you know, so he kind of, you know, when you arrive from overseas and you do your, you know, you go and get on the ferry and you chill out and get ready for your gig. He basically saw the sights and then um, was kind of told your gigs are cancelled. Uh, you probably a good idea to get your ass back to the US quick smart. <laughs> but on his list of things to do was to suss out if there are any local mocap vendors and CG people because he was he he, he wanted he was looking for new new blood to work with yeah, for cool. his music videos. And um, the name of um, one of our uh, friends, uh, Matt Hermans, who runs a studio in Redfern called the Electric Lens Company, who we've done a ton of work with over the last couple of years where Matt, Matt's worked with Weta on Lord of the Rings and um, uh, on The Hobbit. And it's kind of a got a strong ad background as a CG art director and virtual. And we kind of overlap a bit with virtual production. And we've, there's been a really nice team up between Mod and ELC because typically Matt will be the art director and then I'll be the technical director or the you know, the the virtual production director at times, but basically Matt and I have worked really closely together the last couple of years um, doing some really cool stuff. So as soon as Matt got the, the call that Harry was interested in meeting, um, I got the call to say, hey, we've um, got this opportunity. Can you uh, work out how we, we can do it? Because Harry's going to be at home in uh, Santa Monica and you know, he's, he's, um, approaching 80 um and he's uh so obviously high risk you know covid thing yep. basically basically one one crew member will be allowed in the space uh, a videographer he's worked with for over 20 years um is it feasible and so we got to work and um came up with a model where basically i was able to produce and direct the sessions with Harry <clears throat> from here in Haymarket by basically using all of our, our US contacts to you know, order all the gear to be delivered and basically work closely with this one one person in uh, in in uh, in LA to basically get him to be my sort of hands on the ground to you know, help Harry into a motion capture suit and turn on a bunch of high-powered computers, but then everything else was done remotely. <laughs> so it was just, I mean, it was a really, uh, it was a beautiful follow-on from a gig I did a year or two ago where I was I was brought to San Diego by Sony to do a big, um, like, an internal, internal experiment for, like, the future of PlayStation where I basically made an interactive dance party um, for 100 kids uh, on the soundstage that they used. They'd just done the mocap horse recording for The Last of Us 2. And then the week after I did this, I had a month's worth of R&D time on this massive mocap stage. It was really exciting. Awesome. Basically got to throw a lot of ideas that I just haven't had budgets to explore 
uh, until then of you know how do you bring live action into a video game how do you you know how do you, how do you work with with mocap um, given all the resources available and um, coming back to Australia where you've got this tiny little company and our shitty little MBN connection <laughs> um, we've you know we've done a lot of R&D and you know how, do we need an industrial light and magic level business to do this stuff no we we you know we have to be pragmatic but being able to direct Harry via a laptop on the other side of the world and use you know the Unreal Engine to basically by the second we did two videos the first one Harry was looking at a um basically a, you know a pretty rudimentary trump in a void on screen but for the second one it was so satisfying i think there's some images on our website now so satisfying because he was not only acting live but he could see himself like i could basically set up camera angles in a photorealistic oval office with him live as trump in position on set that's amazing hmm. <laughs> I mean, how does like the the th- yeah the thing that I guess yeah would be helpful to, for people to grasp is you know what parts of what we see in the videos um you know is the the like original mocap what kind of other effects are being applied um mm-hmm. because it's like clearly the like the the face is kind of ridiculously well detailed and then mm. the body sort of has like a whole different like there's like a almost a separate movement style to it but i'm not sure if that's uh-huh. just like harry being amazingly harry or if it's you know other elements yeah that's a really good question have you seen that latest will smith will smith movie gemini man no i haven't okay i'm gonna this is a bit of a, a detour but basically because a lot of the a lot of the quality that you see you you know and you associate with AAA games, you know blockbuster movies, is iteration. You know yeah. if you've got the budget, just keep iterating, iterating, iterating. And I mentioned Gemini Man because uh, it was very satisfying on a personal level, professional level, seeing that film. Because there's one shot at the end where everyone, it's not a spoiler, it's not even that big of a, <laughs> a greater movie to spoil. But the last shot of digital Will Smith in the film is so like it's so bad on a lot of levels because it it's cheesy but it also just doesn't look great and you're kind of like wow because he does look quite impressive for most of the movie but it was just a time thing like you know a shot thrown into the movie at the end even weta this genius company with like the world's best character anime uh, specialists couldn't make it look good (laughs) you know it still looks crap even with that team so the answer so to come back to your question um, a lot of the body animation of what I mean, this is a, a small team, you know, the, the core is like a core team of three, probably about 10 people worked on it in total, um, you know, limited budget and time to, to finesse. So, uh, what you're seeing in the, in the picture, there is, there is cleanup. It's not the, the quality of what I was. So live, I'm seeing a, a digital human a facial animation. Um, body animation live, you know, on set, and I'm I'm using those recordings to do my edit after the fact. That's not that's way less quality than sorry, that's not as high quality as what you see in the final yeah. output. However, so there has been some cleanup of the body movements, and there's also been some cleanup of the facial animation that's captured as well. But it's a small team; it's an indie production. There isn't huge amounts and the the technology for capturing hands but in particular is still yeah right 
so it's he's kind of I mean you know he's, he doesn't have the most elegant movements in the in in real life anyway which is kind <laughs> yeah. of good but that kind of clunky sort of cartoony thing is partly a function of it's good enough yeah. and it's partly a function of you know they just you know if we kept iterating it could have got more and more you know lifelike so um yeah so so that's that's on the animation side on the face what 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 um my uh, friend Matt did, which was you know is it I don't know, maybe it's a world first I don't know I mean it, basically there's been a lot of deep fake um, yeah. exploration as you, I'm sure you're aware of, and Hollywood is using this more and more quietly as well. But what Matt's innovation here was saying, I wonder if we can train the digital fake not off a real person but off a digital character. And so what we've done here, which is super exciting and got a huge huge amounts of promise going forward for our other projects is that you're looking at a deep fake that's been trained on a basically an unreal engine character that was driven live so 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 it's kind of like digital trump is the source of and then so you're basically feeding you know footage of trump at press releases to a digital model of Trump that doesn't look anywhere near as realistic, but there's enough new, there was just enough nuances in the face yeah. to drive this character. So, so the digital face would have looked, the deep fake would have looked even better if it was driven off real Trump. <laughs> yeah. But we, but uh, the whole idea is that, um, yeah, we've developed a, a performance capture process that allows um, us to do this real-time preview within within the, the game engine uh, and, and and use that material to generate the deep fakes. Does that does that answer your question? Yeah, it does. Yeah, and and I mean, look, part of me <clears throat> even feels like you know, particularly with you know, a subject matter like Trump, that you know you th- there's almost a danger in in making it too real because mm-hmm. then people you know instead of enjoying the the satire and and the you know the comedy of the thing, um, you know, some people might then get all upset about it, or like you know, like it becomes kind of a a, a different question comes up almost instead of just going, exactly. this is really cool for what it is. Exactly. I mean, I love the whole Monty Python, uh, you know, Terry Gilliam, you know, wagging yes. jaws type animation. And Harry is. It's interesting because when I first got on this project, the first thing I found out was that Harry actually did a test of this. Four years ago, uh, using the Unreal Engine, he had like a little two uh, thirty-second dialogue between Obama and Trump, and you know it looks way less quality than what we were able to produce. But he's been really interested in this for a long time, and because he's you know works in the pinnacle of you know ent- a- uh, animation, a big part of the Simpsons team, he's been kind of aware of these processes for a long, long time. And he had a very, very specific idea of what he wanted to do. And I didn't, to be honest, I didn't quite get it until he um, started doing interviews. There's a really good ABC interview actually that he, that he did where he's basically going for like a, this soft approach to, um, as you say, focus on the satire, but it's not designed, it's not, it's the opposite of like polemic. It's, you know, it's about trying to make, you know, Republicans laugh as much as Democrats laugh. You know, it's, it's, and that's tricky because I mean, I was almost like, Oh God, this is getting too good. It's almost like, you know, is this almost becoming pro Trump because it's kind of like he's this entertaining, lovable buffoon. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's a bit at the end that got cut from the first films, uh, one son-in-law, which, um, 
he got cut for you know various reasons but i there's a, a, a really good sax solo that kicks in and i'm in my in my edit trump gets up from behind his desk and is like you know grooving for about another minute and a half because harry was like really getting into his sax solo <laughs> and I, it looks it looks awesome but it's it was too much for the edit but also it kind of like you know it's just, you know, oh, God, this is really not, you know, it's like, I don't know if I, I like yeah, yeah. being, you know, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's been an interesting project. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yeah, I mean, you remind me then of the old uh, jib-jab uh, you know, this land is your land thing where, you know, like remember once upon a time we sort of as much as people were, you know, f- fighting it out for an election, it's like there there was less of that sense that the other person is absolute evil than, you know, the way things have become mm-hmm. so polarised at this moment that, that mm. you know, that that thing kind of worked well because it, it poked fun in a way that actually both sides you sort of go, oh, yeah, that that's true. Yeah, like there were kind of the jokes landed in a way that, everybody could kind of agree with but laugh at themselves about as much as they could laugh at the other people. Um, mm-hmm. And you're right, it's like it's a lot more fraught at this point in time. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I've, I, I've, I still find it like I, I find it as a ridiculous setup and chuckle, chuckle-worthy, but it's, it's been so fascinating to watch people's response to it. I mean, I've got people who are like, you know, when I say, hey, we've got this music video starring Trump, and I'm like, oh, I don't want to look at it, you know. And then some people are, like, oh, this is the most horrifying thing I've ever seen. It's just, <laughs> it's just, it's yeah. Deep fakes trigger people in a way that nothing else does. Yeah. Um. Look, I, you know, on a technical level, how do you like? What are the the things that you feel like have advanced quickly enough in just this last couple of years that you know, like, is it things like the you know, like new NVIDIA graphics cards or is it the Unreal Engine itself? Like what elements do you feel like have really started to to kick this to a level where you can quite rapidly and on a, you know, a reasonable budget get these kinds of results? Yeah, look, it's a good question. I mean, in, a, in the biggest picture sense, a lot of the processes, which, I mean, virtual production as a, as a space is kind of a trendy new term, certainly in Hollywood, but it's actually a collection of lots of very robust processes that have been around for ages. You know, yeah. Game cinematics have existed for ages, you know, networked comms have existed for ages. But we're, we're at the point now where, you know, this kind of project is still, you could argue it's a, it's a risky project, but it actually didn't feel 
that risky going into it because we've been doing the prep for this kind of work for so many years um, and everything's just getting more robust like using uh, you know remote desktop uh, services that can work really really well with low bandwidth meant that even though we're generating a ton of data and we're doing quite complex you know you know multi-screen streaming to the other side of the world and we're monitoring you know monitoring performance capture and all these screens like just having the the technical infrastructure of the country and the city and you know our land all just at the point where it just works reliably with with a decent team um and then unreal engine obviously is the the choice of of real-time engine is absolute the linchpin for this sort of thing and yeah unreal's i mean I'm not spruiking Unreal, although yeah. I am in an ad that's coming up, which is quite hilarious. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, they have, partly because Kim LeBrary, the CTO, came from uh, Industrial Light and Magic, and he was like a visual effects supervisor on the first Matrix film, for example, because there's this kind of, you know, this convergence of sort of film, high-end filmmaking VFX uh, experience now in the game industry, just the understanding of, you know what's needed to make something like unreal an actual filmmaking tool it's not just hypothetical anymore or theoretical there's actually functions in the engine specifically designed uh to help us and also as a business epic is super good at um basically keeping dialogue you know like we i literally used beta closed beta um face a face uh, epic was working on a, a facial capture app that's just you know, anyone can download it from the app stores but at the time when i was preparing for this project it was in closed beta and it's a conversation direct with epic saying hey you know we're doing this thing and then oh you should have a look at this new tech we're about to release maybe you could use it and so i'm using this kind of bleeding edge you know partly functional <laughs> prototype from epic as a filmmaking tool, but I feel comfortable doing that because nearly on all our filmmaking projects, we're building tools as we roll. So having a company that's really committed to, you know, making Unreal useful for, for this area means that, um, yeah, the professional side of the space has really grown in the last two years. Yeah. And I mean, it's funny, isn't it? Because we still, you know, and I've heard you use it a couple of times, but we still very much refer to these as uh, game engines in a sense. But, you know, I know, yeah. uh, I think in late 2018, I think I was at an Autodesk conference and, you know, they were sort of showing off, you know, Unreal Engine being used for like really amazing, you know, real-time walkthroughs of, you know, architectural, uh, you know, like CAD information and like to the point where, you know, like the surface reflections and the materials and everything were being kind of rendered in such a great way. And you're like, well, mm. yeah, this this thing is just kind of a, you know, an alternate reality engine. <laughs> yeah, it's like you can just show me what the world might look like when I finish making stuff. Like it's it's for everything now. Absolutely. I mean, when we did the Meet Mike experience with Epic uh, three years ago at SIGGRAPH, uh, so it was, at the time it was... The, this avatar of um, VFX Journo and now um, Sydney Uni lecturer Mike Seymour, his his avatar was like for a moment in time was the most photorealistic CG human ever created, um, just a head. But um, at the time we were working on it and we worked part of with Epic Special Projects team on that in LA, the um, CTO of Epic said, 
um, what we're doing here live at 60 frames and 90 frames a second is equivalent to what we were doing two years ago as high-end VFX. It's equivalent to a VFX film of two years ago. Yeah. And that's that's kind of stunning because, like, even this Trump video, so our so Mod wasn't responsible for the graphics, responsible for the VFX, uh, the virtual production pipeline and the yeah. directing and editing. Um the the uh, the quality of of the set and what you see in, in the final output that's actually not quality that you can render real time at you know 30 frames per second that was um basically after the, at the end of the process we're we're basically treating unreal engine as a as a glorified renderer and yeah. i don't even it was probably you know point 10 seconds a frame or yeah i, I don't actually know the stats because that's what elc did but um yeah, so being able to turn all the dials and get the maximum ray tracing and just treat treat it as a, like a, a VFX process, that's it's still kind of bleeding edge to really push Unreal that way. But yeah, boy, it, it is. Yeah, you're churning out a reality engine, absolutely. Yeah, and look, it's a good point that yeah, you know, when those things in the background, it's like you almost it's so easy to forget that. Well, this wasn't shot in some you know actual uh oval office set you know <laughs> because it just looks so you know, realistic and like you just so then you just get into the moment of the you know the fun video rather than kind of searching for details <laughs> oh that's really good to hear because i mean this this was i'll never forget this year as you know i i i discovered spinal tap when i joined a band at sydney uni and the band used to break into spinal tap covers all the time and because i hadn't seen the movie i never knew what the hell was going on so i, had to, I got the movie to learn the song so i could be one of the cool kids in the band and and then here i am at nearly 50 in lockdown in sydney so this we 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 did the performance capture of son in law the first video when sydney was in lockdown and i'm in lockdown watching you know the bass player from spinal tap uh performing as donald trump in a mocap suit at home in 2020 it's just insane (laughs) it's fantastic um look i just you know in a bigger picture sense i'd love to hear your thoughts on you know where do you feel like or what excites you about where your augmented reality and virtual reality and extended reality concepts like where you know you clearly you play at the bleeding edge of this stuff what's exciting you most um, look, what's exciting me most is that, I mean, you know better than most that I've been in this for the long haul. And, yeah. You know, the, I've had a, you know, had some, had, it's been a tough road to stay in this space. I think, um, what's most exciting me is that you don't need to be industrial light and magic and having Disney's budget for the Mandalorian to, to explore these areas. We've worked really hard to, come up with a sustainable studio model where, you know, a core team of three can basically do this stuff. And it's starting to really be obvious. I mean, we've just joined Ausfilm, the government organisation that um, spruiks Australian companies in LA. We've just been accepted into this, um, you know, little sort of thing. It's called Ausfilm. But basically, alongside Animal Logic, we're now listed as, you know, one of the top Australian companies that, you know, big big productions in the US should spend their dollars with and as opposed to going to, you know, the Ukraine or somewhere should come to and, and that's really exciting because um I'm actually dusting off the project that you first covered God, when is it? Two thousand and five? That Herald article that yeah. you wrote in two thousand and five. You know, I mean part of this journey I'm on is that that project was kind of 
we hit pause on it after so many problems when it was about 80% of the way done and sort of hit pause on it in kind of like 2007. And then, you know, conversations with Epic and sort of tracking the space. It's like, ooh, it feels like it's time to get back into that, you know, that original story that we were working on all that time ago. And that's that's what's exciting me that, I mean, I like a lot of creators I, you know, working in sci-fi, I'm inspired by, you know, 1950s and 60s kind of, story stories and you know look at that raises by wolf raised by wolf show it kind of looks like a 1950s yeah. sci-fi if you ask me um i'm just really excited about the fact that um you know you don't have like people have got oh, things are constantly changing well you've got to keep up with like well, there's truth to that but there's also you know you can just knuckle down and work towards the completion of ideas and sometimes they take decades longer than you expect but um, you know, I'm 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 very excited about the fact that you know, we've 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 got a bit of a tortoise here and tortoise situation going on. We're just trying to put one foot in front of the other and stay in the game. And uh, yeah, fingers crossed, it's it's starting to uh, come together. <clears throat> That's awesome. Look, I mean, great to chat, and it is. It's just such a kind of fun little. I, I love kind of how you know this project has just managed to come together and i mean right you're definitely in an industry where um like it's kind of a great example of still being able to you know produce some really great work in while the world is having to stay at home <laughs> yeah no, definitely definitely i mean look harry harry uh Shiro is someone who um you know I, I didn't really know what they'd been doing in the last 20 years but you know he's He'd been a super inspiring collaborator and the fact that he entrusted us with um you know the, his baby his new album and um you know it's it's i think i think i mean it's opened up my eyes to what comedy comedians can do in this space yeah we, we all need we all need a bit of a laugh uh, yeah. and not take it and oh uh, yeah i'm, I'm re- we're raring at the bit to do more of this Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.